Greetings, Earthlings. This is the galaxy's greatest alien, Chris Statlander, and you are listening to the Bad Light Podcast. All right, episode 10 of the Bad Light Podcast. Our guest today is Ryan Loco. Uh, a couple notes before we get into that conversation. First, if you're checking us out on Apple, make sure you leave us a five-star review. Uh, and regardless of where you're checking us out, Spotify, wherever else, uh, tell a friend. We love getting some new people checking out the podcast. Uh, the big news uh, this week is Bad Light Zine Issue 2 is available now. Uh, we have 25 awesome photographers from all over the world, past guests like Wes Smith, uh, Ruby Scala, Zia Hilti, uh, Rob Brazier, Harry Aaron, Kevin Kiros, as well as a bunch of really awesome photographers like Ollie Sandler, Sophie Vasquez. She was on the podcast as well. Uh, Jessica Torres, Speedy, a ton of awesome people. Make sure you check that out. Badlightzine.bigcartel.com. Uh, also available on my store at brainbusterinc.bigcartel.com. Also a really, really cool cover uh, by our friend Gaywan Kwan. They did an awesome job with the cover. Everyone's raving about that as well. Uh, I've been really enjoying working with artists of other mediums to do these covers. We have some really cool stuff planned for the future. Issue three will be out in just a couple of months. That's also going to cover 2019, same as this one. Uh, and then we got some plans for an issue at the end of the year as well. Um, if you're looking for a way to support this podcast, that's the best way. And you get a really cool zine out of it too. So it's a win-win. Uh, onto our conversation with Ryan. So uh, if you're unfamiliar with Ryan, Ryan Loco is a photographer who works a lot for the UFC, uh, but also does some stuff with pro wrestling as well. He's uh, done a lot of really cool freelance work with a lot of WWE superstars down in Florida where he lives. Uh, also worked with AEW and then a couple other random indie shows and stuff like that. Uh, this conversation is really fun. Like I said, Ryan is an immensely talented photographer. Um, his view on photography and kind of sharing knowledge and and um, how this whole thing works is really interesting. So I'm really excited to bring you that conversation. Uh, and I won't ramble on too much longer before we get to that. If you want to find him online uh, on Twitter and Instagram, you can find him at Ryan Loco, R-Y-A-N-L-O-C-O. Uh, thank you very much to Chris Statlander for the intro to this episode. We hope you get well soon. You can find her on Instagram and Twitter at Call Me Chris Stat. Also want to say thank you to the band Nothing for our new song that we're going to play before and after each episode. Uh, that song is called Bent Nail. It's on an album they put out a while ago called guilty of everything you can find them on twitter and instagram at band of nothing uh, again thank you to yang wan kwan for the cover of bad light issue two you can find them on their instagram at l i t l s l a y w o n also want to say thank you to dennis for editing this podcast you can find him online uh, at cila club on instagram john jr for the logo and icon for this episode uh, you can find his stuff at outlaw.press and me you can find me on instagram and twitter at brainbuster underscore uh, also like i said my store brainbusterinc.bigcartel.com you can find uh, any of my books zines both issues of the bad light zine and whatever other crap i'm pushing right now on to our conversation with ryan Ryan, how's it going, my dude? Uh, it's going good, man. Just sitting here in beautiful, hot, humid Florida. Uh, looking outside, it's probably about to storm again because that's just what we have to deal with. Yeah, so uh, we're I'm in the Midwest here, uh, Iowa to be specific, and it is also 
very humid and gross here. Uh, we get that that nice Midwest heat where it's just the air is about uh, you know ten pounds thick all the time. It's pretty great. So I, I feel you. I don't think we have quite the tropical heat that you guys got down there, but we're uh, we're dealing with something similar. It feels like it's going to rain here too, so maybe it's all over. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's a heat wave. It's been a heat wave for this past week, and then uh, I get to go to West Virginia here in a couple days, so I'm sure it's not going to get any better. Uh, what? I don't think the weather should be as bad in West Virginia, is it? I don't know. Never been. <laughs> Never oh, been, dude. man. I'm excited. It's an adventure. Uh, yeah, I just remembered West Virginia. I was thinking Virginia. West Virginia is a seed, man. I've been to West I, Virginia, and it's like, uh, you know, it's what the hills have eyes is based off of, right? Oh, no kidding. Yeah. That, yeah. That I have no clue. I'm sure wherever you're going is like civilized, but I've driven through West Virginia, like the mountains and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like no cell service for like two hours, like Great. just like Great. terrifying. Uh, we've already gotten way off track here and we yep. just started. So um, yeah, for, for those not familiar with, with Ryan Loco, uh, I'd say let's, let's talk about first how you got into combat sports because you do, um, you know, a lot of photography with, with some pro wrestling, but I feel like that was begot through combat sports. Is that right? Uh, sort of. Yes. No. Um, actually i think uh i don't even remember the year it was so long ago so i started in video i wanted to be a i wanted to be a documentary filmmaker i thought that i was just gonna travel the world make little short films be broke my entire life and just happy and so i did a uh, small mini doc on uh socal crazy who was a luchador from uh, san diego wrestled at uh wrestled at uh, socal pro in oceanside california and i lived in san diego at the time so you know i was I've been a pro wrestling fan my entire life since I mean, it's one of the first things I ever remember watching. So anytime I can be involved in pro wrestling, I, I, I do it. So I did that uh, little thing uh, at the, at the show, a, a little like 10 minute piece. And I really dug it and I really liked it. And I really loved the, the atmosphere uh, of the show, you know? So uh, I was pretty excited to think that I would continue to do this. And then I moved to Florida for work. And so then I was completely keyed out of the scene. I had no idea you know, where anything was or, or what was going on. So I was doing the MMA thing, like you said, and uh, actually at the gym, uh, Mosh from the Headbangers was yep. there. Sick. His, uh, his, his son was uh, doing jujitsu. So I went up to him and I was like, this is a weird question. And I apologize if I'm wrong, but are you in the Headbangers? And he's <laughs> like, yeah. And then we started talking. And then he mentioned that they had a show uh, in Deerfield Beach, which is right next to where I lived. So I went there and I photographed the show. They let me pretty much have free reign, which was actually really, really nice of them. And, uh, you know, got to shoot backstage and it was, it was awesome. So that kind of sort of started my love for wrestling photography because uh, it was not something that I ever thought I would do. It was more just a thing that I, you know, I just really love wrestling. Right. Uh, but then I realized that like every emotion that I try to catch in fighting or just in documenting anything, um, they do on purpose and they do right towards me. So it's like perfect, you know, it's everything I've ever wanted. Like, oh, I wish he was yelling, but looking at me. And then I go shoot wrestling and they're yelling straight at me for an extended period of time. So it's just, uh, it's, it was perfect. So from there, uh, one of the guys from the WWE, uh, one of the executives actually came to our gym and was looking for uh, any athletes. He was like, if you have anyone that doesn't seem like they're going to cut it in MMA, but they have a great look <laughs> right. and they want to see if there's another option. You know, let them know they can come up to, to our new performance center up in Orlando. And this was about a three-hour drive away from where we were. 
And uh, I started talking to him, talking wrestling and, you know, being a huge dork and saying all these things. And uh, he was like, wow, you really, really like wrestling. I was like, unfortunately, yes. It's <laughs> sort of a, a guilty pleasure. And he's like, well, you know, we have tryouts uh, every so often and we need someone to photograph the tryouts if you want to come up. And I was like, of course, are you kidding yeah. me? Like it wasn't even a hesitation. I go, I will be there. I don't care. So he eventually emailed me and there I am waking up at four in the morning to drive up to the performance center to take portraits of the, the people trying out. And uh, that's kind of how it started. started yeah. And then it kind of snowballed from there. Right. So uh, yeah, shooting a video of a, you said a luchador, right? In mm -hmm. like, in like Southern California and probably like a, like a little like shitty indie building, right? It was a, uh, maybe a middle school gym. Yeah, like that. perfect. Yeah. That's a, so it that's had a, like, you know, the retractable rafters that they would slide in and out. And, dude, and, uh, my favorite. Hoops up yep, I was so, so just going to say my favorite is I have uh, like a photo of like the Young Bucks when they were doing ROH. ROH did like this house show. Uh, and I was just like, I was like in the, the stands with uh, some friends of mine during the show. And uh, I got this photo of the Young Bucks and they're both on the, the post, whatever, like doing the, the two suites. And there's just like the two basketball hoops up because it was mm -hmm. like at a high school, uh, yeah, like a high school gymnasium. So I love those kind of venues, which actually kind of brings me back to, um, had you seen independent wrestling before you went and shot it? Or was that your first uh, exposure to any of that? I mean, growing up, like I did, like uh, I would order tapes off the internet. And this was like back when you literally would write on a piece of paper. <laughs> I want this. T Hi, whatever your name is. I would like this tape and this tape and you put $20 cash and mail it. And you just fingers crossed, hope that somehow your tape would arrive. Cause if it didn't, what the hell were you going to do? Right. Yeah. And so that's when I would see like stuff from uh, other organizations. Cause growing up, obviously it was WWF, mm -hmm. WCW, NWA, and then, uh, you know, ECW. Right. And then I started to see from the tapes, like, oh man, there's all this like Japan, you know, New Japan, All Japan, and then like IWA and stuff like that. So that's sort of what sort of opened my eyes to like realizing, oh man, there's this whole other world. And also when I was younger, you know, being on the wrestling message boards, like they would always talk about, you know, the like reckless youth, like, oh man, you, you have to see this reckless youth math. And I'm like, who, what, how, how do I see it? What do I right. do? Like, who are these people? Like, you know, and uh, who else was it like, uh, there's someone my memory like amazing like, red like ace storm or De devin storm i think was his name something anyway yeah. i'm sure someone listening is like oh yeah and i, yeah, I know him yeah, yeah yeah or like wow ryan's so stupid but yeah you know you would see like those sort of things and it, that's what sort of piqued my interest so as you know the internet grew and everything like that that allowed me to sort of kind of branch out but shooting that san diego show was the first indie show that i'd ever been to but you had an idea of what it was going to look like visually because you had seen like some of those IWA tapes and stuff sure. like that. Yeah, that was yeah, kind yeah. of what I, I was wondering is if it was like a total like, all right, man, I, I know what WWF is all about. And I know what, like these big arena shows and the Pyro and Titantron or whatever. I guess that made it probably was before Titantron. But you get what yeah. I'm saying, like the, like the production, the arena and stuff like that. And then totally. going to like a Legion Hall in, yeah. uh, in, in San Diego and being like, oh, this is maybe not the same thing that I thought it was. But well, like you already had an idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the other weird thing was like getting there. Obviously, we got there early to meet mm -hmm. up with SoCal Crazy. And like it's all the wrestlers and like the trainees and they're setting up the ring and you're almost sitting there like am I supposed to be here? Like is this I feel like I'm doing something wrong. I'm about to get yelled at. But yeah. what always stuck stuck out to me from that show was that I saw everyone shaking hands, which for me shooting MMA, that's not something you see backstage. 
Whereas, you know, you go to a small show or indie show backstage, everyone shakes everyone's hand, introduces themselves. And I always thought that was just a, a wonderful thing. Cause, and then you would see like the stars of the show still setting up the ring. And that was another thing that like completely blew my mind. Cause obviously at MMA main event is not sitting there setting up the cage, you know? <laughs> I, would, I would love to see that though. It'd be amazing. Like, like Conor McGregor, I know nothing about MMA. So uh, like Conor McGregor sitting there, like trying to like latch up the things and getting frustrated or right. something. It never um, happened. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. There's, I. That's interesting because there, there's a lot of similarities between, uh, like pro wrestling and MMA that I'm sure you've kind of come across and stuff like that, and maybe some of the attitudes about how people approach it. Um, you already kind of mentioned with you as like a visual artist approaching this, like how uh, a lot of wrestling kind of gives you the reactions or the photos that you're looking for. Uh, do you find that when you're able to find those organically within like the MMA stuff where it's not like a posed moment that's kind of directed at you, like somebody playing, uh, I don't want to say playing a character because obviously it all kind of like weaves in and out and, and as much as somebody is in gimmick or whatever, there's still that human being in that moment feeling those emotions, you know, going through those motions or whatever. Uh, do you feel like that when maybe sometimes when you get those raw moments in MMA that are just like, completely unplanned not aimed at you but you're able to like just you know uh capture that moment do you think those photos hit a little bit differently or a little bit harder than than the wrestling ones i think they they definitely hit a little bit harder for just the observer people that mm -hmm. are clicking on my instagram or website or whatever but for me just because my love of wrestling has always come first the wrestling photos will always be more special um the MMA stuff and other sports and everything else that may lead to more work and more money, et cetera. Right. But I still will always have a soft spot for wrestling. And honestly, I feel like if someone called me and said, Hey, we have this, you know, fight coming up on Saturday and we'd pay you X amount to shoot it. And then someone also said, Oh, but also that Saturday is a pro wrestling show, you know, with Jake the snake there. If you want to shoot that, we can't pay you. It'd probably be like, I'd say 95-5 me leaning towards going to that pro wrestling show. Right, because right. Because like for me, I enjoy shooting it. Like I love shooting MMA, don't get me wrong, but the absolute joy I get out of shooting pro wrestling and just being around the atmosphere and even seeing like just the little kids happy, seeing little kids happy at a wrestling show makes my entire night. I mean, it's worth it just for that, you know? You don't see a lot of that at MMA? You don't see a lot of kids just no, joyous while people's <laughs> faces are getting pounded to a no, bloody you got the, if they kid if they, if they did bring their kids, they're normally, like, covering their, their eyes or something when it gets too bloody or anything like that. But, yeah, like, it's just not the same. It's not yeah. seeing, like, you're not going to see a little kid front row at a UFC because no one's going to spend the 1000 bucks for their five-year-old to be there, you know? Well, yeah, and they're not going to be covered in, like, their favorite uh, good good guy or good gals merch you know what i mean like with the right. you know like uh the the bailey t-shirt and the bailey headband and the bailey right. arm socks and going nuts and with the bailey sign and everything like that um do you think like part of the the reason why you prefer uh wrestling is it is it just like the the fandom that you've been into it forever or do you think that the actual like visual language of uh, pro wrestling is more interesting like because of you know obviously there's diversity within within mma but at the same time you also have they're all kind of they all kind of look like fighters you know what i right. mean like there it's it's a diverse cast but at the same time it's a lot of the same look of a person you know like cut up cut up and and you know maybe some tattoos and and stuff like that similar gear like all that kind of stuff uh do you think as a photographer you're you're just more uh, attracted to the subject matter or do you think um 
like visually what it is plays into it as well. I think it's definitely the, uh, the spectacle, like growing yeah. up, like in high school and stuff, I did a couple musicals and everything and I always appreciate the show. And sure. so I feel like with MMA, it's a toss up. You could get an amazing fight or you can get an absolutely horrific fight, you know? Whereas with pro wrestling, even if you get a bad match, they're not going out there to put on a bad match, you know? They're, right. you know, they're, they're doing whatever they can to entertain the crowd. And it's just like, you know, the showmanship and the, and the outfits and the different looks. And like, when I, I don't want to make it sound bad, like anyone can be a pro wrestler, but it's kind of cool that any look you can be a pro wrestler, you know what I mean? And like right. for MMA, it'd be like, you know what, man, you're too skinny or, you know, you're too heavy. Like that's, you're a little too short for that weight class. It's not going to work for you. Whereas with pro wrestling, we get to suspend belief and everyone gets to be a pro wrestler in that regard. Right, right. No, I think, I think anyone can be a pro wrestler is a positive statement. Like I totally get where you're coming from, where you don't want to make it sound like, oh, anyone can do it. Cause that's like, that's not what you're saying. That's not right. the case. No. Uh, anyone that puts in the time and work and effort to like, to like do their thing can absolutely do it. And, and I think that's, what's so interesting about pro wrestling. And uh, one of the things that like, like you, I, I really enjoy about photographing it because there is like this very diverse cast of characters. Mm -hmm. You have, you have the masks, the masked wrestlers, you have uh, you know, like the, the hard body more like kind of like fighter wrestlers. You have like maybe some comedy wrestlers you have, you know, like everything in between. Uh, and, you know, as I've talked about a bunch of different times on this, you have all these people from all these different walks of life that are all, you know, converging on this one really weird niche subculture. Mm -hmm. Whereas I'm sure with, um, with like fighting, with like, with like MMA or something like that, it's probably more people that are in like that kind of like, obviously not boxing because you're, it's, it's MMA, but like that kind of like fight culture. Whereas sure. like people from wrestling are kind of like coming from like, Oh, you know, I, I used to go to shows and stuff all that, like, like music shows, like concerts, like you have somebody like Brody King that comes from like going yeah. to like hardcore shows and being like hardcore bands and stuff like that. And then you have uh, oh man, I came up with such a great example off the, off the beginning. But then you have, let's say like Pentagon junior who, uh, you know, grew up in, in Lucha Libre with his brother. And they're like, like, but you have all these different people that have um, very vastly different life experiences and are still, in very different spaces um, culturally in their lives and stuff like that. So, yeah. and then that community, like you were talking about when everyone comes together at these shows and they're uh, you know, like it's, it's this giant family that like, yeah. you know, there's segments of it and there's always different moving parts of who's there and stuff like that. But um, yeah, mostly everybody knows each other because they're all working the same kind of shows. They see each other a couple times a weekend so it is like people looking out for each other and stuff like that. So those, I feel like those different personalities and those different backgrounds and stuff probably mesh a lot more than in something else where it's like different, like actual teams and they're separated right. and they don't really deal with each other. Yeah. It's, it's really cool because like, obviously, you know, I have friends and everyone that knows me for MMA and they follow me for MMA stuff and fight stuff and sports, but it's always cool because I, you know, I have friends who, you know, who are gay friends who are like not into fights, you know, it's just not their thing. But then I post something with a, with a, with a gay wrestler and they're like, well, what is that? There, you mean there's a wrestler that does that? Right. That's openly gay. And that's their, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that you got to check it out. Like, Oh, I want to watch that then. Right. Where they would never watch a fight. They would never watch boxing. But now that there is, especially now that like, 
it's so open to everyone. And that's the beautiful thing is that yeah. you can go to a show and there is something for everyone almost, you know, and something where you can feel comfortable and relatable and, and you can feel welcome. And that's the other thing about wrestling. Like it's like going to a hardcore show or something. You, everyone is welcome. Like we just want you in the door. We want you, you know, jumping around and having a good time. I don't care what you look like. I don't care if you have a mohawk. I don't care if you have tattoos. I don't care if you're wearing a suit. Like as right. long as you're having a good time, we're winning. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, like, um, you know, Effie has said that a bunch. Like, he, he, he cut a whole promo about uh, how, you know, we just want you to show up to the show. Like, there's some, there is something there that will entertain you no matter what. Like, even if you're just interested in watching the whole spectacle of it, just, like, sit, standing mm -hmm. on the back wall, crossing your arms, and just watching these people lose their mind for these people fake fighting in these ridiculous costumes and yelling their catchphrases and wearing face paint and whatever the whole nine, like, I've been to wrestling shows with 15 people there in, in gymnasiums in nowhere, Iowa. Yeah. Uh, and I've been to, you know, like all out and, and they both have their same, not the same. They both have their own um, entertainment value and, yeah. and things about them that are entertaining. And like, uh, that's like, it's like, like wrestling is like pizza. Even when it's bad, it's good. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, yeah, man. Like we, uh, I remember I went to I'm so bad with this stuff so I apologize. That's okay. Uh <laughs> the Miami WrestleMania 28 maybe 32. Sure. I have no whatever. idea. But yeah, yeah, Miami WrestleMania. Somebody yeah. somebody listening to this is like it's this one you idiots. You're so watch you don't even like yeah. yeah. Um but I went with uh, a couple MMA guys because a mutual friend who did a lot of like our legal stuff was a uh, did a lot of stuff for wrestlers as well. So he got us tickets. And so I went with this MMA fighter who knew nothing about wrestling, did not care about wrestling, was only going because it was WrestleMania, you know, just was making think, fun of it. Go yeah. drink some beers. Yeah, 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 for sure. Making fun of it, not in a bad way, but just like le leaning over to me and going, what's this? What the hell is this? Right. And then we got to the uh, Undertaker Triple H Hell in a Cell with Shawn Michaels as the guest referee. Okay. And I mean, there was like 600 near falls, right? Yeah. And so, you know, the start of it, he's like, oh, oh, Undertaker. I think I've heard of him. Oh, cool. Oh, a cage. Oh, that's kind of cool. And then all of a sudden, halfway into it, we're both like, you know, because the crowd's going back and forth. They're like, one, two, oh. And then we move back. No, oh, he's got it. One, two, oh. And like, he just suspended everything and was so invested in that match. And that's what I love about it. It's like someone that can go in and doesn't know anything about it. It's still a story. It's still good versus evil. It's still the crowd wants this guy to win. We want to do whatever we can to make sure this person doesn't win. Yeah. And you know, like it's the most basic thing in the world. It's storytelling. It's what they've been doing for millennia, you know? Right. And it's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it's still, it's entertainment. It's funny. It's funny that, uh, you know, to kind of think about like that UFC really like, or UFC MMA, whatever would really be the more niche product as far as like what type of people would be, interested in it you know what i mean like you have you have to be into combat sports cage fighting right whereas wrestling which is way less popular than than mma as far as like uh like numbers and stuff that like you know pay-per-view numbers i think right that's right i'm not making a completely dumb statement here right? yeah i mean i mean who knows with the network now but yeah who knows it, it yeah, depends. yeah but yeah like that's the that's the cool thing is like if you go to an MMA fight you might see an amazing fight amazing stand-up war then you might see a horrific boring ground battle where no one does anything right and right you feel the crowd and the crowd's just not into it whereas with wrestling you know you know what you're gonna get you're gonna get entertainment and you also like you know what i kind of like that ground stuff cool here's a shoot style show you can go to 
right you know you can go go to barnett's blood sport no no ropes and just yep. you know that's your thing so everyone has something like i don't want to think i just want to have fun and i want to see people jumping cool let's go to a lucha show then you know exactly or like you know uh, my my sister lives in la and she shoots like lucha von boom and so it's like awesome like there's something for everyone that's beautiful right 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 and yeah what you were talking about like uh 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 some shows have like something for everything. That's kind of like what the good shows have now. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. obviously some, you know, like you talked about like uh, Josh Barnett's blood sport show and stuff like that. And Lucha Vavum, you know, you're not going to go to Lucha Vavum and get like a 30 minute, uh, you know, ground war with a bunch right. of near falls and stuff like that. That's not what the crowd is there for. So obviously there's some certain shows that kind of have more of a, a niche vibe to them and stuff like that. Like, uh, you know, there's like party wrestling shows like, like yeah. Lucha Vavum or Wrestlepalooza or, uh, Mondo Lucha and stuff like that, where it's, they're not made for wrestling fans. You know what I mean? And those are the shows that seem to be doing better than some of the ones that are like very specific. Okay. We're, we're a pro wrestling company. We're doing pro wrestling. Whereas like you have, you have these companies that are doing stuff that's just entertaining and you have these like very diverse rosters, like uh, celebrating LGBTQIA uh, performers and stuff like that, and and bringing in these these people from from different uh, subcultures that would never look at wrestling mm-hmm. until you see uh, a picture of Effie with Daddy written on the back of his right. trunks, and like see one of his promos where he's not, you know, he's very open with who he is, but he's not using it as like a punchline. It's not part of a joke. It's you know what I mean. Like people accurately representing communities and stuff like that. Um, I think is starting to really draw more people into wrestling, which is great yeah. because th- there is, it's, it's so fun and entertaining. Like you can just shut your brain off and just like, you know, if you get past the pretentious of, of like everyone being like, Oh, WWF's fake that they've been saying for years and just go and just like watch what's going on around you. It is endlessly entertaining at any level. Absolutely. Like we uh, went up to Atlanta for the Super Bowl. And uh, shot uh, the ultimate bar brawl, which had uh, Effie versus like Casanova Valentine. And, uh, Ethan Page was there, and uh, Matt Cross, and uh, you know Ken Shamrock, Tom Lawler, Darby Allen, Priscilla Kelly, and it was incredible. And we're in this tiny little bar, you know. Yeah. But every person there was there to see it, and every person there was insane. And I'm there. You know, and there's so many photographers for those sort of shows. Like I've noticed, like yeah. for any of these no yeah. ring deathmatch sort of shows, yes, everyone's a photographer, and I think it's awesome. Oh yes, yeah, great, no problem with it. No. Like there's a lot of people that are territorial in other sports and everything like that. But as far as for me, especially in pro wrestling, the more the merrier. I have yeah. no issue with it whatsoever, and it was just a blast, and it was so cool. And it, like it didn't matter how many people were there; it's every single person there was a hundred percent committed to it. And so, you know, there we are, like Lawler's getting his head dunked into a toilet because we went back, you know, back there. And like, we're just there, like cameras over the stall, taking photos of everything like that. Yep. And then like he comes up and toilet water spraying all over us. And it was, you know, at the, oh, there was a, a, a Casanova did a, a beer waterboarding, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's yep. just insane. Yeah. Lawler's a madman. Uh, Lawler's nuts, man. That's I love him. Like, he's he, great. He has no problem everyone working stiff, obviously, because you know he has the MMA sure. background. And I was there in Chicago when he wrestled uh, Loki in a cage, and like <laughs> he was getting kicked in the chest. And I don't care, you know, yeah. you have people that sit there like, oh, they worked it. Doesn't matter. He was yeah. getting kicked in the chest. Yeah, if there's anyone that is going to be ready for that, it's 
Waller, though. Yeah. That's uh, another crowd. MLW in Chicago. That crowd, bananas, man. That crazy, was awesome. Right? That's where I met uh, Harry. And, yep. Uh, yeah, yep. And, uh, and uh, Basil as well. That was yep. the first time I met both those guys. And that, the, the other thing was, like, they were so welcoming. And, yeah. like, like I said, I, I deal with shit photographers and other sports that are like very territorial and you come in and like they give you a look and they're not there and maybe that happens in pro wrestling i've just gotten lucky with everyone i've met but right. everyone was so welcoming and like hey man oh you're gonna shoot on the ring okay just kind of like just a little advice you know like you know because it's their yeah. show and my right. thing is when i come in it's your show yeah i'm not trying to be the photographer for the event i'm not trying to take your spot i don't want to do anything like that but i appreciate when someone's like hey man just so you know they hard cams here so it's always easier to be on that spot cool man i will stay out of your way you know it's your show i'm just here to get other shots don't worry right right and yeah i mean um you're absolutely right i i think we operate kind of similarly in the fact that we're we're kind of um <clears throat> they're making like more personal work and like obviously the promotion you can use it and all that kind of stuff um but yeah i i have dealt with very little uh territory or territorial kind of behavior we've, we've kind of like talked about it, i think a little mm -hmm. bit on this before but well we even uh, even when we we met yeah we met in new york yeah we're backstage at uh, the penis party and yep. Yep. see you in the hallway and it's like oh cool there's another photographer here and then you came yeah. up and said hello and we start talking they're like oh you're brain buster oh yep. loco what's up and then you know instant best friends of course right right but, oh, it was cool it was i've had it where i've been backstage at fight shows and stuff where the other photographer just looks at you or gets jumps right in front of you to get the shot and it's like didn't feel any of that you know right that was right cool. yeah yeah for sure um i yeah i think i i agree with you completely like more than merrier uh it can be a little bit tricky sometimes depending on the show uh and if people are kind of like communicating and stuff like that you know what i mean because right. i've I've definitely had it on shows where I'm trying to do uh, like portraits of somebody and then like a billion other people are grabbing them at the same time. And then it's like, you feel bad, uh, like annoying talent for the same yep. photo op over and over again and stuff like that. That's just like an issue of organization. And it's also like, I mean, everyone's there for the same kind of thing too. So it's like, you don't want to like gatekeep and be like, Hey man, I like, I'm here. I've been here. Like I need to get this shot. Uh, but at the same time, like, you know, sometimes in your case, if you like went all the way to Chicago or something like that, like if there's a couple of shots you have in mind, uh, sometimes you got to kind of like do what you got to do to make those happen within reason, obviously. Right. Um, and then, yeah, as far as like listening to what other people are saying that are working that same show, uh, it just goes with wanting to be a part of the team and like working yep. seamlessly with everybody else there. And usually if you have a couple of things that you want to get accomplished, like if you make that known you know, as long as they're within, within reason, if you're like, Oh, I want 40 minutes worth of portrait time with, <laughs> yeah. with, uh, you know, the champion who's a, who's a borrowed talent from, you know, new Japan or something like that, they're going to be like, yeah, no, like that's yeah. just not uh, reasonable to happen. But you know, like when I was, when I've been working on like the Polaroid books and stuff like that, uh, if I show up to shows that are not a promotion that I've ever been on with photographers I've never met and stuff like that. Uh, I just like, you know, introduce myself, explain who I am and stuff like that and be like, yeah. So like I I'm doing these portraits and sometimes I'll hit them up before if I know who's going to be mm -hmm. there. Uh, and just like, yo man, it takes like 30 seconds. I just need to like stop people. Um, you let me know what the way, if there's a way that's the least in your way to do this, like I can definitely do it that way, but that's just kind of what I'm about. And like, yeah. everyone's been super accommodating. I've never had any issues with anybody. Uh, you know, talking about how we met in New York, like I even had uh, at that show, I think I just showed up at 
one show earlier in the afternoon. I think uh, I think Shane Strickland got me into a Rev a Rev Pro show. Maybe was he on that? He was some. He was wrestling Zack Saber Jr. on some show at that venue. I don't remember what show, but I I literally went in with him and then I just didn't leave. Right. And because it was WrestleCon, right? It was like yeah, it was WrestleCon. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So because of that, it was just like each show that would happen, I would know somebody else on the next one. Right. And they'd be like, oh, are you shooting the show? And I'd be like, well, I was going to try and get to New Jersey, but it's 5 p.m. <laughs> and that show's going to be over by the time I get there. So and they're like, dude, just stay here and shoot this. So I just hung out in that hallway for like two yep. straight days. Uh, and luckily, I uh, it's like networking, man. It's the same with like the hardcore community. like And kind of like going all the way back to what we started talking about at the beginning, how, and you just vaguely or briefly mentioned it, uh, when you moved from from San Diego to Florida, how you kind of had to like completely start over mm-hmm. as far as like who you knew in that wrestling scene because it was two totally different wrestling scenes. Um, that's absolutely true, and you kind of just like build up these connections, and then uh, you know once you've kind of met a group of people that are kind of like people that travel all over, you're kind of good for about anything because yeah. it's like you kind of are at least two de- degrees of separation from somebody. I mean, in the, in the pro wrestling world, if you know one person, you pretty much have a link to every single person in pro wrestling. It's, just, yeah. it's, it's pretty crazy how huge it is and how small it is at the same time. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been uh, pretty fortunate. Like, I, I love it. And like, uh, I remember going that, that same trip as, was it that one? Anyway, again, horrible yeah. memory stuff. <laughs> Same. Uh, it all blends but, you know, together. Shooting the blood sports show and then going backstage and there's uh, Earl and, and uh, Grosso, you know? Yep. And yep. like, I was like trying to be like, hey, I am not trying to step on your toes. You have shots to get. And I think what helps is that usually for indie shows, I am trying to do something different. Like I have no desire to do normal portraits. Yep. So like, hey, I brought these two little like uh, LED lights and I'm just going to sit in the corner. So trust me, I am not doing anything like what you're doing and I yeah. need one minute with the guys and they were, they've been awesome. They were, yeah. they were super cool. And we, you know, we bounced off each other. It's like, Oh, have you shot with him yet? Oh, go over there and get those done. And the other thing that's really cool. And you definitely don't see it with MMA is how eager and willing all the, the wrestlers are to get their photos taken because obviously yeah. that's, that's money. And right. I have it where MMA fighters, I've had guys that are amateur that are one and Oh, Oh and one, Oh and four who act like they are God's gift and I am lucky to take their photo. And then wrestlers are like coming up and tugging on, are you, are you taking photos right now? Can I, can I jump in? Yeah. I'm like, sure person. I don't know, but yeah, right. let's go. And I love the enthusiasm. And you know, for me, it just makes for a better photo when someone's actually into it. Like Davey boy Smith jr. You tell him we're taking photos. He is ready to go. He is like, yo, hang on. I'm going to do some curls. I got to do some push-ups. Let me put this vest on. Hang on a second. Let me get make sure my hair is perfect. How's the oil? But like, he is a pro's pro when it comes to photos. And it just makes my job a thousand times easier. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty seldom that you run into people that are just like not really into getting their photo taken as wrestlers. It does happen though, for sure. Uh, I've never had anybody be, well, I haven't had more than one person be rude to me about not getting their photo taken. But uh, I definitely have people that have been like, uh, yeah, I guess, which is actually funny because one of the people that was uh, like, kind of like, oh, I hate getting my photo taken, but yeah, sure. Like super, super cool about it was uh, Davy Boy's ex-tag partner, Lance Archer, uh, oh, yeah. which is crazy because he like, he has the coolest look. Mm-hmm. I, he's just, he's a vet. Like I'm sure he's gotten his photo taken 8,000 times and is just right. like, 
I'm, I'm good on it. It's the same photo. But that being said, uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this like Polar book and stuff. And he was like, he was like, yeah, yeah we can definitely do it. I just, I just take it, my photo taken. I'm just like, I get it. And he, he gave me, you know, a minute and I was like, all right, cool. We're good. And he's like, we're good. And I was like, yeah, we're good. And so he was like, all right, all right, cool, cool, cool. So, um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. I, the eagerness of, of wrestlers to get their photo taken absolutely influences how good of photos that you're able to make. Like, um, you know, you look at how many uh, photos I've taken of Darby Allen that I think have turned out like pretty well or have been photos that he's been able to use a lot or uh, I've been able to use a lot or whatever. Every show I'm at with Darby, or I guess every show I was at with Darby, um, he would like, uh, he would come to me and ask if I was taking photos. And I'd be like, yep. And we would go, we'd go take photos. Uh, same with like uh, Effie. I mean, with Effie, it was a little bit different because I'd already, we had already chatted and uh, we were supposed to meet up in, New York last year actually and uh that was just very um wishful thinking that we were going to be able to carve out time in New York to go uh I had like a swanky hotel for a couple nights so my wife was supposed to meet me out there so I was like I was like yo we'll we'll take pictures of you like in your gear and like this shower at like this ace hotel and like all this stuff and that was gonna be the first time we met and he ended up getting too busy it didn't work out but um yeah like these people that'll carve out like a decent little bit of chunk of time or, or just make photos a priority um, are the people that end up with the best photos because Mm -hmm. they like, they, um, you know, they take the time for it. And and then I'll have other people hit me up and be like, Oh, Hey, did you get any photos of like this move in this match? And it's like, I mean, I was off doing like this person, this person asked me for portraits. And so I was doing that. Um, But yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's interesting that that people in MMA are not as into it because you would think with people that are spending that much time like putting their body together would be more interested in like documenting it. Right. No, it's it's more just like a lot of guys don't think of the show aspect of it. They mm. think merely of the fight, which I completely understand. Right, not, you got to get in that mindset. You're not necessarily sure. there to put on a show. You're there sure. to win your fight and get paid. So a lot of them are just like, you know what, man, I'm just here to fight. Like, all right, let's get this boring photo out of the way. And then there's the other ones, you know, flip side, a guy like Connor or something that completely gets it and gives you everything. And then you have all this stuff to work with and it just, you know, sort of like uh, grows his aura even more and the mystique of him, you know? Right. Well, I think that's the thing that some people just kind of don't get is like the more like, okay, so, you know, I don't have a huge platform on the internet. I have, you know, like there's there's a, a certain segment of wrestling fans that enjoy the stuff that I do and and look at what I'm putting out. A wrestler gives me five minutes of time. We're able to go in different spots in the building. Oh my god, I can't. We maybe even we went outside yeah. and we 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 found a different wall that I haven't used a million times to take a photo on. Uh, god forbid they let me play with lighting a little bit and I was able to like really do something weird and different. Um, or they were patient enough for me to do multiple exposures or something like that, but they end up, uh, I end up getting like these cool photos and then I'm really excited to post them. So I, I, you know, I prioritize those amongst other ones because those are the ones I'm most proud of. I was able to most put what's in my brain onto film or memory card or whatever. And then, uh, they go, Oh, that's a cool photo. And then they have that to share on their Instagram. And then, uh, maybe it's cool enough. They can throw it on a t-shirt later and then I can get a little bit of money off that and they can get paid off that. And it really does roll. And then like also people see photographs of, of wrestlers that they're unfamiliar with and they see like, Oh, this is a, a cool photo. This guy's an interesting look. What's this guy all about? And then they check them out. I've had multiple, multiple, multiple friends hit me up and be like, uh, 
yo, man, I found Danhausen because of that Polaroid you posted like two yeah. years ago, him with the cape. And it's just like, I love Don- Danhausen, like uh, not only as a wrestler, but as like a dude. And so like to know that some dumb photo I took of him because I like that he put a uh, converged face paint on for like six months. And like, that's right. like my favorite band. So I was like, who's this guy? We need to become friends. And we did. And then so every show I've seen him at after, I'm just like, yo, we need to get like a bunch of photos or whatever to see that that has translated into that dude making money for merch sales and stuff from these people is kind of like, you know, you don't want to be like, Oh, I, I like, uh, you know, obviously there's no part of like, Oh, I, I did this for this person or whatever. But like knowing that you were able to help and help Mm -hmm. take somebody what's in somebody's brain for their, their gimmick or how they're presenting themselves and like putting it into reality and making it tangible for people to look at and go, Oh, I get this off the bat. Uh, and then get invested in that character is like an unreal experience. Yeah. I mean, I, we all just kind of want to be a part of it and just have a little piece and, and say it's ours or say, you know, we helped with that. And so, you know, when I see a photo of mine, you know, go on a t-shirt or whatever, like I'm stoked. Like, yeah. you know, I, I like there, there might be some people who get mad like, Oh man, they just, they ripped me off. Or they didn't ask me or I think, you know, but I'm, right. yeah, I'm like, I'm cool with it, man. Like I'm part of it. Like, that's a little piece of me and like, I'm a part of this industry and like, you know, I'm not as full time in the wrestling industry as a lot of, uh, you know, other photographers and stuff who are, you know, who are truly into I'm the scene. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> so I mean, that's why it's cool for me to have that little piece, you know, like, yeah. Like you're, you're leaving your mark on something that you really care about. Yeah. And I, to me, that's the most important thing. Like if for I sure. say that I'm not sitting here, just taking from pro wrestling, you know, right. I mean? Right. Like I am trying to give back. I'm doing what I can to sort of maybe spread the word to like someone who's on my Instagram that doesn't care about wrestling that goes, Oh, who's that? Or, Oh, what's that? You got a shirt. How cool is that? Or why, why did they make a shirt of this? You know, it's that sort of thing. Right. Right. Yeah. Obviously I always prefer when people ask, uh, to use my photos and stuff <laughs> well, like that. Well, the thing is like, like a- most of the time, um, I don't probably do photography the correct way. Um, I don't either. So yeah, the I am not a, uh, I'm not a contract person. I'm a handshake friend kind of person. And uh, lots of times I just go, Hey, here's your photos. I go do whatever the hell you want with them. I don't yeah. even care. Like, you know, and if there's other people who are completely different and I am not saying that's wrong, that's actually right. I'm doing yeah. it wrong. Right. Right. But I'm just more along the lines of, look, it's a partnership. You know, you gave your time. You let me get weird with you have fun. And if you get a t-shirt out of it, awesome. You make some money off of it. Awesome. Cause you know, we're all just trying to put food on the table. Yeah, for sure. And kind of how I, how I approach that a lot of times, cause I'm, I'm in a very similar mindset to you about that kind of stuff. Because I mean, the reality is there's just like, there's not a lot of excess money in independent pro wrestling. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like, if you can, and from my perspective, I'm publishing a lot of these photos myself and different stuff that I'm putting out and everything like that. So like in my mind, it's like, Oh, if you, if you need this photo for, you know, some internet promotional stuff or like maybe an eight by 10 or whatever, then it's like, yeah, go for it. If you're going to make a bunch of money off of this photo that I took, like I'm a broke artist too. If you can toss me some cash, like that's great. I just, I literally just had an email hit or a a wrestler hit me up yesterday and some fan had made an edit that involved one of my photos. It was like my photo and another photo Uh, somebody else took and he's like, he hit me up and I literally me taking this dude's portrait and this dude's Polaroid in New York are the only two times I've ever spoken to him in my entire life. But he found me on Instagram and he hit me up and he was like, Hey dude, um, 
Uh, this fan made this edit. I really like it. I think I'm going to use it for some stuff as long as that's cool with you. Uh, if so, let me know how much you want. And I was just like, oh, are you going to use it? Are you going to do a shirt or eight by 10? He's like, I might do a shirt. And I was like, honestly, man, just use it. If you make a million dollars off the thing, hit me back up and like cue me in on <laughs> right. some of that. But like, I, I would rather, I would rather have that working relationship and then have that person the next time come uh, up to me and be like, Hey man, are you doing photos again? And be able to like make a bunch of awesome work with this person and stuff like that. Um, obviously I understand people that do it the exact opposite way and really deal with that as a business. And they're probably why uh, people taking it that way and, and um, dealing with that way are probably why they have uh, gone further, I guess, in, in wrestling or now working for companies on television, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and, and are very like succinct with who they work for and they, uh, always get paid well and, and their rate and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's just two different approaches. I also am not the person that's going to uh, show up to the show unless it's been distinctly talked about and I'm being paid specifically for that with an entire studio backdrop, six hours before the show, shooting the entire thing, shooting all the matches, getting everything up so that every wrestler can get it out of my my website. Mm-hmm. That's just That's just more more work than I'm yeah. not more work, more like non enjoyable work. That's like, yeah. that's like desk job work for no, me. I get it. Um, you know, like the, 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 the strict like posed for the porch or for the, for the poster photos. Um, I did those forever. They're fun to do and you can, you can really make some cool stuff with that. Um, but just that as a whole is just not really my direction as a photographer. Um, just as the same as somebody that is covering it, uh, like very, like for the company doing stuff for the poster, for the DVD specifically, oh, we need this shot. We need this shot. We need this shot, um, is not looking at it the same way that I'm looking at it. Mm -hmm. And I think that like all of us kind of coming together and combining so that like we have the weird art photos that I'm trying to take with my 3d film camera that no promotion can literally ever do anything with right and even a wrestler is going to have a difficult time reposting because it's such an obscure file size that never works or file type that never works um but that's just like what i want to do so it's like it takes all types but so like having that and then also having you know basil or harry or or speedy or somebody that's like in there just like getting everything that every promotion needs uh you mix those together and you have like this very well-rounded um visual representation of what happened from a lot of different people's perspectives um i was gonna ask you about something but i think it's gonna go into uh, our last little questions here so i'm gonna save it for that because i don't want to steal one of your answers um I think we're about at that point, though, that we can probably we can probably launch into the uh, not so rapid rapid fire uh, round here. Um, so, uh, wrestling or non or wrestling or uh, whatever sports related photo is totally totally cool. Um, what is a photo of yours that stand out that you've made? Like, what's one that really either like put you into like the next level that you were like, um, you know, like oh, if I can get this one job or image or whatever, it can really like help. Uh, put my name into a different category or one that you just love that maybe doesn't get the all the likes on Instagram or whatever? Uh, well, I mean, starting, you know, years later um, after the tryouts and stuff and then doing stuff with Becky Lynch really changed everything. You know, yeah. it kind of made more people aware. It made more wrestlers aware and which kind of opened the door to allow me to shoot, you know, other wrestlers, the WWE, et cetera. Um, 
so I think that was a big uh, turning point, just doing that work with her. Um, she was, she's great. She's just an absolute lovely person, love her to death. Uh, so doing that and then, um, I mean, fight-wise, it's really just like anything Connor-related is what blows up. Um, yeah. Pro wrestling-wise, like actual matches, like because uh, I shot the Double or Nothing, I think that was the name, right? Yep, Vegas? yep, yep. yep, yep. Okay. Again, yeah. horrible at this. I, yeah, yeah. I promise I was there. I just don't remember the name. Um, you were there working, too. I remember I was, that. I was shooting it for uh, MGM, actually. Yeah, but and I remember so- I remember you putting out like, super high quality work like as the show was going on like because you you're used to that with mma where it's like between fights you got your laptop out and you're you're like getting a couple of the the star shots out there while everyone else was like oh that was a great match huh and you're like editing photos of mocks and they're already on the internet yeah so like you know coming from mma like i usually uh depending on the show i'll have an editor so i just dump a card and they do all the work for me but i've also got it so keyed in like for MMA, like I can literally have fight photos up and sent to the media uh, as the post-fight uh, interviews going on. Like mm-hmm. I've got it locked in. So going to shoot wrestling, I, I had no problem. Like I was ready. I had my laptop on my lap. I had three different cameras. You know, we're shooting for the stands for AEW and they wouldn't allow us to go any higher, which I thought was just the most insane thing ever because mm-hmm. we're all like, yo, the photos will just be better if we can go up like 10 yeah. more rows. And it was a completely empty section, you know, hard cam, Weird. completely empty. Yeah. And we're like, we asked the, the uh, PR guy or whatever, like, hey, do you mind if we just go up? Like, we all kind of just want to go up like 10, 10 rows because yeah. we'll we want to be higher. Right. And he's like, no, just be happy you have a seat. And we were like, okay, well, Weird. all right then. And it's yeah. like, we're just trying to make your show look better. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it all worked out. And I, everyone's photos from there, I mean, they all looked awesome because the show yeah. was awesome. But right, right. Yeah, I, I was the psycho. Like everyone else is like, take the photos and sitting because, you know, they'll edit them later. And I'm like importing, you know, super quick crop, bam, send them out because MGM likes to have, you know, stuff for social media. Yeah. And, and you so, kind of knew your star photos yeah. going into it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so from there, I got like two cool shots that like sort of uh, people really dug. And that was uh, the shot of, of Mox coming through the crowd. Well, mm-hmm. I also had Jericho in the photo, and you could see him over his shoulder. Yep. So people really dug that one. And then there was a shot of Mox where he was like, uh, after he uh, uh, beat up Jericho, where he like rushes the ropes, and he's like screaming, and it's just the crowd behind him going nuts. And so people dug that one. And then obviously the bloody shots of Cody and, and Dustin. Yep, yep, you know, yep. Went, went crazy. Um, so yeah, that was a big, big event too for me. And also I got to meet, you know, a lot of cool people, uh, right. you know, there photographer wise and everything. So, yeah, it's interesting as a photographer, um, especially when you're trying to make like personal work and stuff like that, trying to balance like the, because like in wrestling and like you kind of mentioned apparently with fighting as well, a lot of it relies on who's in the photo. Like it's like 100%. The, the photo isn't necessarily, um, you know, you could have a bad photo of somebody like Cody Rhodes and it's going to get more traction and be more uh, popular of an image than like a great photo of, uh, you know, somebody that's just like on the independent scene or something like that. I, um, I say that for photography in general and I try to explain to people. Yeah. Because, you know, you get a lot of times they go and they flip through the magazines and they're like, oh, this shot with Brad Pitt, it's amazing. Like I could never do that. Like how right. they'd like this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Honestly, dude, it doesn't matter how they lit it. Nothing matters. If I took a blurry photo, super grainy, 
awful shot of Brad Pitt sitting in like a chair in a hotel room, right? Yeah. And then I took the most perfectly exposed photo, beautiful setting is wonderful. Lighting is perfect on point. You could have 10 assistants on, on set yeah. of a random guy or that works for like Best Buy. That could be and just as handsome you, as Brad Pitt. And I show you both photos. What happens? Holy shit. How did you take that Brad Pitt photo? How did yep. you do that? Because everyone wants to know how did you get the access to shoot that person? Right. Everyone wants to know the how. That's all yep. it is. It's the who and the how of a photo. Who right. Brad Pitt? Okay, so how the hell did you get the access to shoot Brad Pitt? So if I went and took an incredible shot of The Rock just standing in the middle of the ring versus the most incredible, you know, backflip or whatever of someone, you know, at a, at a opening match at an AEW show, yep. what's going to get the most traction, you know? Right, oh, right. Be the Rock. Um, and so it's like, it's interesting as um, like somebody documenting something to like not let that skew your opinion of your work. Because, like, um, you know, there's, like, it's, it's like, the internet is obviously, like, a very strange, very fickle thing. And, and judging success based off of uh, random internet numbers is, like, not, especially if you're, like, an artistic pursuit. Like, that's, mm -hmm. not, that's not how you should judge uh, you successfully creating the thing that you're trying to create. You know what never. I mean? Like, you could. Never, never, never. I could make all the stuff that I've made that I'm super proud of that I, that I made and nobody bought a thing and it's still the same thing that I made and I'm still, still very proud of it. So, um, you know, it's easy to say that, but then it's also, you know, you still get that lizard brain of, of like, Oh, well, how do I make this do better? And there's the serotonin of like, um, you know, like, Oh, well this photo did really well and people were really into that. And a bunch of people post this in their story and people were telling me how great it is and stuff like that. It's like, well, yeah, you want to make, you want to make your, your work get that reaction every time. Um, but sometimes it's simply just who's in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's kind of hard to, or not hard, but it's interesting to balance. Um, and then sometimes you get lucky and you can start making photos the way that you want them to. And those kind of, they start to converge. They start to cross sure. at a certain point where it's like, okay, well now I'm making the work that I really want to make that I'm really proud of. And these photos that I think are really interesting and kind of like, my vision, my voice as a photographer, but also of these people that are, uh, that people are excited to see it and are kind of, so you start to kind of like level that out and it does come with, with access, exactly what you're talking about. And you, you mentioned with, uh, like Becky Lynch really being the turning point, I'm sure her having a great experience working with you, really liking the photos, really liking your workflow, being comfortable working with you and everything like that has opened the door for a lot of the people that you've worked with since then because you do a lot of work with a lot of the the female talent in um orlando right or yeah, in the know, florida area i guess yeah, yeah it it plays a big role in it i mean it's played a big role for my entire career as far as photography is that someone sees oh you worked with so-and-so so you must be cool mm -hmm. like ray lewis a football player you know played for the ravens this hall of famer stud he came into our mma gym one day and he started training and I was taking photos and he looked at me, he gave me that look sort of like, who the hell are you? Why are you taking photos of me? Right. And then the guy next to him was like, Oh, that's Rashad Evans photographer. And him and Rashad were friends. So he went, Oh, cool, man, do whatever you want then. And so yeah. it's, it's the ability to then continue to play off of that and, you know, show your work and show your portfolio and someone sees that. So, you know, especially in wrestling, if I show someone, Oh, you know, here's, you know, a couple of shoots, multiple shoots that, you know, Becky and I have done. Right. Then someone's like, oh, so you must be, you know, cool. She must think you're cool. Okay, right. so then I can trust you 
and you can come shoot this, you know? And then it's a sort of snowballs from there, but it's really just a matter of people being comfortable and having that trust. Like mm-hmm. I am not here to take a bad photo of you. I am not here to make a viral gotcha photo because right. once I do that, my reputation's out the door and no one wants to work with me ever again. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I'm not here to like say something weird or like do something, you no. know what I mean? Like, like try and attach myself to you in a strange way or something like that. Like, uh, you know, professional friendly, all that kind of stuff. But like, yeah, it's those, it's those vouchers, those cosigns. That's really like what keeps you kind of like progressing and getting other work and getting in front of other people and stuff like that. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, okay. This is the one I was afraid that I was going to steal your answer for. So I didn't say it. Uh, what was a photo of yours that was used in a way that blew your mind? Uh, let's see. Um, well, just recently, and it's like, it was a throwaway photo that we just did at the end of the session, but I shot uh, Billy Kay and, and Peyton uh, holding hands mm-hmm. and they, they took the outline of that photo and put it on their new t-shirt. Cool. And so to me, that's always cool just to be a part of like a little WWE thing, you know, cause yeah. nerd, nerd in me growing up. Right. Um, Ruka did a shirt with uh, one of my Vitor Belfort uh, photos and then Very they cool. re-released it again, which was like super cool. And I was like, I can't believe you guys dug it that much that so now you want to come out with it again. So that's always cool. And then like, I mean, there's just random times where like people are like, oh, hey, you know, they put your photo in this magazine or hey, you know, you're on the cover of this. And like also like being in Vegas, like they for the fights, they would put like my photos up on the giant billboards, like all over downtown. And it was also cool, too, because at the same time the fights were going on, it was when AEW was just debuting. So like Speedy's photos. Yeah. And so we both were at the same billboard at the same time, which I thought was cool, man, because like I said before, like every wrestling photographer I've met has been great and i mm. want to see everyone succeed for sure and so it makes me so happy when i see people doing well and i see people traveling and getting paid to do something that they love to do you know and yeah i just love it and so like being able to kind of like share that you know giant billboard with him i thought was really cool yeah the last uh the last aid or aew show i went to in uh february it was like the lead up to the mox jericho and they had big banners made of the the face-off photo of them two together and like there were so many times I just got distracted by looking at that and just being like, how fucking cool is that? That Speedy's got these like giant and I don't know Speedy super well. We talk, you know, regularly on, on the internet and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I've only met him a handful of times and, uh, always been super, super cool and super, Mm -hmm. uh, welcoming the, the couple times that we've, you know, been in similar situations or whatever. But, um, yeah, man, just like seeing seeing one of the, the home team of like, you know, us, us independent wrestling photographers, uh, you know, be working for a company that's on television, traveling with them, doing like great work that's getting like, and then same with, uh, with all out, like, um, last year, you know, walking through the Starcast area and stuff like that and seeing like his giant photos everywhere. Uh, yeah. it's just a cool, it's a cool experience for sure. So I and thought that that's the sh- thing too, is that it will always be cool. Yeah, absolutely. Your photos printed somewhere. It's always yeah. cool. I don't care how long you've been doing this. It's always cool. It's always awesome. So I thought for sure. Uh, you were going to say the Ken Shamrock book cover. Oh, see, dude, I just totally forgot. <laughs> um, because we were talking about the, yeah. the, um, the no ring. Um, were you, were you at that show to shoot, uh, Ken Shamrock or did you just go to that show? Cause there was cool people on it. And you just happened to work with Ken Shamrock. So no, we were, we, 
myself and Jonathan Snowden, we went up there to sort of cover it because we were looking at doing something with independent wrestling. And there happened to be two shows back to back on that weekend, really. So they had the one night was the ultimate bar brawl with Ken versus Tom Lawler. And, and Jonathan had been doing like a project with Tom Lawler as well. And then the next night was uh, the uh, Come Hell or High Water, uh, the Macaloon uh, production. And, you know, they had the Yeti there. The Young Bucks came out. Cody, yep. Hangman Page, yep. they like, because it was in Atlanta. So they, you know, they all sort of made a surprise. The crowd was like thinking, oh, God, someone's got to show up. Bucks has got to show up. Someone. And they came and like everyone went nuts, you know, and Penta and Phoenix. And it was just an insane show. Like yep. they did such a good job with that show. But yeah, backstage, then the backstage was like the size of a, you know, like a bedroom, really, mm-hmm. you know, and everyone's trying to change and do everything. And uh, in the other room was a, uh, I think like a quinceanera or something. So like there was awesome, uh, you know, Mexican music, you know, those are my people. Right. And uh, so I was having a good time, but there was like just a, a, a you know, a garage door basically. Yeah. And so I had one single light with an umbrella and I was just grabbing people. And I was yeah. like, yeah, let's get some shots. And I, you know, grabbed Ken and we only took like 10, 12 shots and like, just got lucky which is yeah. pretty much how i've lived my whole life just getting lucky photo wise and it happened to catch that photo of ken and sort of like in that sort of brooding but like reflective showing a guy who's obviously been through a lot of stuff and uh yeah it worked out for the cover people were really stoked on the cover which i was like you know super amped and again yeah. anytime i can be a small part of something and uh yeah it, it, again it's one of those things where it's like if i hadn't have grabbed ken you know, just on a whim because he was standing there and he like didn't look that interested. And I'm just like, Ken, what's up? Come on, man. You know, hop over here. Let's do it real quick. Real quick, Ken. 10 minutes right. or 10 shots. Come on, real quick. Yeah. And uh, had I not done that, there'd be no book cover. It would have been, you know, something else. So Right, right. Yeah. I always, which is... I always argue, take the shot. And I always argue, especially at like shows like that, take photos of everyone because you have no clue who's going to be huge. You might right. take a random photo of this 18 year old kid it's just starting out, you know, she is just, you know, their first match ever. And all of a sudden, you know, four years later, she might be the biggest star in the world and you can look back. And the worst thing is to be like, man, I didn't give her a chance because I didn't think she was big enough at the time. or I didn't want to waste my time, you know? Right, right. Yeah, it's, um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I agree. Like there's, uh, I think I was just talking about this with somebody else. I was kind of, I was kind of on a little bit of burnout at the beginning of this year, which, I hate now because it's like, those are the last shows that I'm like right. shooting for a while or whatever. Um, You're like sitting I, there going, I wish I had 5,000 photos to edit right now. Like, I'm so mm, bored. Yeah. I don't know about that. But like when I went to like Wrestlepalooza at the beginning of the year, I just like, I was sick and just like, wasn't really feeling very well. I just like had like a cold. Um, and so I was just kind of like, like beaten down. I didn't really get a ton of Like I got, I got like the core shots that I went for, you know what I mean? Like I got, I got the portraits that I really wanted to go with. I got to shoot a bunch of stuff with Priscilla Kelly that I was really happy with. Um, and I took some other photos. I took photos there that I really like. I got some of the orange Cassidy portraits that I really wanted and stuff like that. But um, you know, there was all these other different wrestlers there that I, I w- like, I now I'm like, why didn't I get, why didn't I, why didn't I hit this person? Why didn't I push a little bit harder to get uh, remind this person one more time to do some portraits or whatever. Uh, same with uh, the Warrior show that I shot earlier in this year. I just like I, I was just tired. I was worn out, and I just wasn't as focused as I wish I would have been. Um, and you miss some of those shots. And like you were saying, like there's there's a ton of different situations where, and not even not even just like oh they might be huge someday, but like that person might be somebody that you see all the time. Because like 
I don't shoot a ton. I'm definitely not full time as far as wrestling goes, uh, or haven't been at any point, you know, at most I'm maybe shooting a couple shows a month or whatever, but there's like people that, you know, are like Midwest, uh, wrestlers that I see all the time that it's like, um, I want to have photos of those people like when they were starting out and like different stages and stuff yeah. like that of, of what they're doing, because like it's important to them and, and that makes it important to me. So, uh, yeah, that's something that, that I need to keep in mind better. I think I did a little bit better of a job at AAW. Uh, those are the three shows that I've shot this year. I think that was it. Yeah. AAW warrior and, um, and, um, uh, Wrestlepalooza. The AAW when I got, I got, some of the photos that I wanted and some that I wasn't expecting to get and still did anyway. And I was pretty happy with that. But yeah. It's, it's kind of hard sometimes to keep your, your eye on the ball when you're, when you're working like personally, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. when somebody, when somebody is, is laid out exactly what they want and they're paying you X amount of money and, and this, that, and the other thing you have these like certain set of like, okay, well I, I checklist, I got to get this done, this done, this done, this done, this done. And it's pretty easy to just like go through and, and get all those shots. Whereas, if you're really just working for yourself, you're the only one holding yourself accountable. So if yep. you're not feeling it that day, you're tired, you're whatever. Uh, it's real easy to, once you get done with that five hour drive to the show to just be like, oh, I'm just going to talk to my friends and get these <laughs> like couple portraits that I want. And then always when I'm leaving, I'm just like, man, this was, I got photos that I like, but I could have gotten more. Right. Um, you know, and you'll always think that you could have gotten more and better, but uh, the more you get, the better you'll get, I guess. So yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, I feel like there was something else I was going to mention about those bar shows. Is that the only No Ring show that you've shot, that one with, with Shamar? Uh, no, I shot uh, another one in uh, Brooklyn, maybe? Yeah, I think it was. You took like a really cool photo of Effie at that one, right? Uh, no, this one was... Was that a, was that a show in Florida, maybe? Uh, I shot, well, let's see. I've shot Effie at A Matter of Pride. I shot Effie at The Bar Brawl. I shot Effie. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. That show, a fest show. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, this was uh, Casanova Valentine put on a show, and uh, he was there along with Envy uh, Young mm-hmm. and uh, Still Life with Apricots and Pears. Yeah, right? you're you're listing all the people that I really want to photograph. I like and uh, Tony Deppin. Yeah, Tony's great. And AC Romero. Wow, I did it. Wow. Holy crap. That was I did impressive. not think I was going to be able to do that, man. That was really uh, impressive. And this was like in the back of a bar. Mm-hmm. And, it, and we, we actually, uh, it was uh, myself, Nick Carp, another uh, mm-hmm. photographer, yep. does a lot of concert Nick. stuff yep. and yep. pro wrestling stuff. Awesome guy. Yeah, he's really great too. And we brought our friend Chris because we were there for a fight. Mm. And Chris was like, not a pro wrestling guy at all. Yeah. And like, so we were like, we're going to a no ring death match show. And he's like, what the hell is that? What, what does that mean? Yeah. Guys? We're like, you have to come. Yeah. Just show up. And so we all, we all go there. And then all of a sudden, you know, Casanova brings out his, uh, his tools of the trade, which mm. include a, uh, a large phallic, uh, sure. Piece with uh, a bunch, <laughs> adult a bunch item. of, yeah, adult <laughs> item with a bunch of, uh, nails coming out of it. Right. And Chris was just in shock. And that was probably mo- most of the joy for me and Nick was seeing Chris so freaked out and not right. understanding what he was seeing. But he was also, he dug the fact that how much the crowd was into it. And the crowd was just full of people that you probably, they probably wouldn't have hung out yeah. you know, together 
for anything else. Yeah. But the whole idea of this death match and, you know, coming to support Casanova, coming to support Tony, you know, and right, right. et cetera. Like it, it brought everyone together and it was awesome. Oh, Treehouse Lee, I think was on the, yeah, yeah. Treehouse Lee was, yeah. I love. You're, you're literally just listing all of the people that I was supposed to work with in Florida like, <laughs> a lot. Like me and uh, uh, Still Life had like oh, a Oh really yeah, because cool you were going to do Mania stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. man, I, I was so excited for that Bloodsport too. It didn't yep. have that yep. trip getting canceled. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I had a really cool, cool whole weekend planned. But yeah, I was supposed to do something really cool with Appa, uh, Still Life and uh, Treehouse, and uh, and then I've been I've been in contact with Envy about doing some stuff with them too. So yeah, that's that's yeah. You've you've you really listed a uh, a bunch of people I'm bummed I haven't gotten to work with yet. I I actually I was at a show that Still Life was at once, but I wasn't aware of that gear that they had. Um, because I'd only seen their gear where it was the all white with like the the paint splotches and stuff all over it, and they had this like purple gear, and so I didn't know who it was because it was a freelance show, and I didn't know a lot of the people on the show. And then, I had no clue what Still Life was about. Yeah, I didn't know what they were going to do. Incredible. I just know yeah. that they brought out a uh, 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 an art Canvas. easel. Yeah. yeah, and I'm just like, what the hell is this? Incredible. And it was yeah. awesome. Well, it'll happen someday. Yeah, the only no ring show that I've done, uh, it's a whole different beast. It's like it's like because uh, you have to fight through people, and you're right. There's cameras everywhere, and like cameras I, everywhere. It's a crazy cool vibe. crowd, and then I mean the darkest venues in the yeah. world. Yeah. See, luckily I shoot with a flash for a lot of yep. wrestling stuff. Anyway, like all my film stuff is all with a flash. Anyway, so it's like. I basically just like left my digital camera in the back and just went crazy on. Yeah. I don't think I shot any. No, I did the so the Darby shot with him putting his makeup on in the the bar with all the graffiti all over the walls. That was before that, and I think that was the only digital photos that I took that entire show. Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I, I I miss shooting those no ring shows. That that one that I shot was so cool. Anyway, uh, okay, so that was super rapid fire. That twenty minute question that we just talked about. <laughs> Uh, experience that you've had because oh wait wait hang on I, I'm doing this in the wrong order uh, photo that you missed that haunts you Ooh. so like one that like you were like it just didn't it was out of focus or you had an idea for it just didn't pan out or or something like that I feel like that's like every photo I've ever taken because every nah, time I look man. at no I, like, <laughs> I look at all my photos and I hate them there's not yeah. a single photo that I like and I always think about if I would have been an eighth of a second faster. If I would have been an eighth of a second, like slower, the photo would have been better. So like, honestly, I I feel like I've missed every photo ever. I think that mindset, because you're one of the most self-deprecating photographers that I know. Like I know, I know, I know every photographer that cares a lot about photography hates their work for the most part. That's maybe an overarching, uh, maybe an overgeneralization, but it's definitely not, uh, just you. I, I feel the same way about my stuff where I'm just like, what, what am I even doing here? And then occasionally you'll be like, ah, oh, that kind of turned out okay. Um, but I, th- I think that that mindset of you being like, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. I, I'm embarrassing myself. I need to get better uh, is the thing that keeps you like improving, like you specifically, like your, your stuff is always like, you're always trying to look at something from a different level. You're trying to always like, um, try something new, work a different thing in, look at something from a different perspective. And that's how you keep improving as a photographer. Uh, I find myself a lot getting kind of stuck in these ruts of, of like, well, this worked last time. So I'm going to do this, this time as well. Like I only have 
20 seconds with this person. This worked last time. I'm just going to keep doing that. And it works. Like it, it definitely keeps a, a, uh, continual voice throughout everything. You know, it all looks mm -hmm. the same or whatever, but, um, I think that that really harsh, overly critical minds that you have about your own work is what's really making you run in a lot of different directions and like keep just like eating up new ideas and new knowledge. Um, so while it's infuriating for you to talk about how uh, terrible your incredible work is, uh, I think it's also probably to your benefit that you're doing it because you're just like constantly improving. So at an MLW, sh the MLW show I shot, Jacob Fatu jumped off the cage and I wasn't wide enough. That's one I know for like that. One, okay. There's a specific one. That one just popped in my head and I'm thinking about it. And I wish like there wasn't enough of the canvas, like to really give the, sure. you know, the idea of how high he was and the gravity of the situation. So there, yeah. you there's need, one. You need, there's you need that. that, you need that spatial relationship. Yes. To, they're, to all, get that. they're all terrible, but that one is the one that I <laughs> thinking right now is the one that I is definitely extra missed. And I definitely um, blew it. I'm not yeah. happy about it. You know, like the, the live action shot sometimes I go real back and forth. Like, you know, obviously like a, a, an incredible photo of a, of a, a big action move or a dive or something like that is like really cool and can be um, like really powerful. But like a lot of the stuff that happens in the ring, that's like the big move stuff in my brain. It's like the video already is doing a better job of capturing this because like the motion of it and all like the, where it started the middle part, the end result is so important to the spectacle of it happening mm -hmm. that I feel like capturing it in a photo, if you can do it, is like awesome. But like, like Harry, Harry has like a lot of like really good, like where he'll shoot like up under and he'll get like a really crazy shot of like, I think there's one of like Myron Reed that I'm thinking of specifically of like him midair. And it really tells the whole story of the move right. in a single image. And that's amazing. And like uh, a totally, um, you know, incredible feat to be able to do that in a single, single image or whatever. Um, but at the same time, when I miss those shots, those are the ones that I guess I'm not as like, I don't beat myself up about as much because it's like, well, that, that can still be experienced very easily via the video that was captured or somebody else may have gotten a better photo or whatever. Uh, it's kind of the, the in-between stuff that I feel like, oh, I could have gotten like a really cool portrait of this person in this right. era and it just didn't work out. Um, also the yeah. action shots in pro wrestling, like especially like a punch or a kick sequence, it's 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 very easy to go from really, really cool to really, really cheesy or really mm -hmm. bad, you know, depending yep. on where the strike is or where you know. And you don't yep. wanna like listen, we all know what it is, but yeah. you still don't want to give it away, you know. Right. I'm not here to give it away and like so like I I did like I shot a in Vegas there was a, a FSW Future Stars Wrestling and I did some shot a couple of their shows and uh, there was a Brian Cage Matt Riddle match and all the action stuff just happened to look great because Matt Riddle has giant hair right so like everything looked cool yep. you know it didn't matter what sequence or what part of the punch or the kick it was at or the throw because his hair is completely out you know so that right. plays a huge role too like in, in fighting. You know, I could take a photo of someone who doesn't have to have long hair, but you can see like the face being mashed in or the body kick being mashed in. Right. And uh, sometimes pro wrestling doesn't allow for that. So it's like, it's very easy to get discouraged. Like, oh, my action shots don't look as cool. It's like, it's, you know, that's just yeah. how it is. And it kind of goes back to that, that trust that, you, that we kind of mentioned before of like, um, 
not wanting to like, like your trust as a photographer that like that photo that you get where like the kick is, is, you know, because of the angle that you're at, like a solid three inches from them and there you have their, their hand on their, uh, on their thigh, like slapping their thigh. Like you don't want to post that. Like, that's not a, that's not a good mm-hmm. photo to post. Like that's, um, you know, everyone knows that's what what's going on. You don't, if you want to see people actually like kicking each other's brains in, go watch MMA. You know what I mean? Like right. there's like, we're all watching this for the same reason. We're all, uh, but at the same time, you don't want to accentuate the, um, the myth that like that kind of like matters or whatever, or like, yeah, like you just, there's like, something to point you, you to. You could be like, shooting, oh. you know, on like the Batman movie set and like, you exactly. don't want to take it. Like, listen, we know that's not, Batman, like that's not a real person. That's not right, right. A real, you know, superhero. You still but I don't want to go out magic, there yeah. and put out like, oh, there's the wire coming from his back, or like that's the stunt man. Like it's just what what benefit does that serve? Exactly, exactly. I think that's a that's a that's a great point. Okay, and then the the question I was about to ask you earlier, but didn't, and now I am. Uh, experience that you've had because of shooting, I'll say wrestling or or you know any combat sports that you wouldn't have had otherwise. Uh, I mean, I got, to sh- I got to shoot uh, the Mayweather McGregor boxing match, which was something with one I never thought I would be in the building. Period. Right. So the fact and, that you were even in the building for that is like uh, there yeah. I'm in the building. There I am shooting, and there I am getting paid for it. You know, the best seat in the house, and, probably too. Yeah. So I mean, that blew my mind just to be a part of that, and like it was such a spectacle, and like to have a you know completely packed arena just going absolutely bananas for such a fight and like it's one of those things where like it happened so fast like Mm -hmm. i remember the fight starting and then it was over and i was done and i took way too many photos but that was one of those things where i just didn't want to like i didn't want to screw up so i'm overshooting like crazy why not you should in that situation you know what i mean like because that way like say say you completely left your brain at home you can at least salvage 15 20 good photos just by chance out of yeah. like a out of out of out of overshooting um you know and and yeah you were a part of history and like i think that's what's so cool about um being involved with pro wrestling is because like this is something that we're obviously all fans of and we're all interested in stuff like that and so to be a part of document like like taking my passion for photography or our passion for photography and then like this this fandom and love of wrestling and being able to take the one and and put it on the other and then also document it for some of the people involved some of the fans like um it's just like it's a it's a whole other thing like it's so cool to um you know as photographers part of the thing that we're we're kind of obsessed with is is like like capturing these moments and and making them last a lifetime and like uh so to be able to do that for something that you know, we grew up enjoying or that we're such big fans of and so from such a close proximity to it is just like, I, I don't even can't even put it to words. It's such a, it's such a cool experience. No, it's awesome, man. Like I, I growing up watching it and then getting a check with the WWE logo, like blew my mind, you know? And like, yeah, uh, to be able to, to like go back to things that are crazy to experience for that question, like mm-hmm. being a double or nothing, shooting it, you know, like yeah. crazy. That, that, that's insane to me or, or being backstage at Bloodsport with Minoru Suzuki. Like, mm-hmm. That's insane. Dude, uh, not to go off the rails right at the end here, how cool is Minoru Suzuki? Cool. He like, just exudes cool. Just everything about coolest him is cool. dude. Yeah. And he comes I, out with that towel on his head, and it's just like you feel the vibe, and just, yeah. he just gets it. Like He completely gets it. 
Oh man, yeah, yeah. The the show that I like actually worked with him, worked with him. He was like that. That was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had, just because of like, like just thinking about the worlds collide of that. Of like, you know, again, I'm not a I'm not an MMA guy, but like knowing his history in like Japan of mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, the Pancras stuff, and then like all the all of the pro wrestling stuff, and like his tenure and all the different companies that he's worked in, like the position that he's been in. And then just like being like me, Cedar Rapids, Iowa born with like this camera from the 1980s that like doesn't work half the time. That's like 40 pounds shoving it in this dude's face and him just right. being like, what is happening right now? Mm-hmm. It's just like such a bizarre, cool life experience that it's just like, yeah. Uh, another, another world entirely. I'm sure it's the same as like, you know, with the Liger images you have, you know, it's yeah. like not something that you ever thought was going to happen. Those, like that's just not going to happen. The couple of those that I have were very much like split second, like the, the, which is what I had had with Suzuki before then. And it was still like a very cool experience. But uh, this last one where I actually had like a full five minutes, like, and a, a wall and lighting and everything like that was just like, what is even happening right now? But yeah, just those, those, those kind of moments where you're, you, you look back on it and go, man, that's crazy that happened. Uh, mm-hmm. You mentioning being at, at uh, Double or Nothing, you know, me being able to shoot all out, uh, especially doing like some like candid backstage stuff. Like that's the first time I've ever with wrestling sent a photo to my dad who like, you know, me and my dad have a great relationship and I'd say, but just not a person that's like impressed by a lot of things that I, I am doing or whatever. It's just like, oh yeah, that's cool. Great. Proud of you, whatever, that kind of stuff. But I sent him a picture because I was taking a big shot of like the arena full and I took a, a just a cell phone shot and I was like, this is the company that I'm working for tonight. And he was just like, that's incredible. Like yeah. that. And it was just like, um, yeah, just like you, you get so into the path of like, okay, I'm going to shoot this and I'm going to shoot this. And okay, well, this person said they can get me this and, and this and, you know, just kind of like builds up. And then you find yourself at a, at the McGregor, uh, you know, uh, uh, Mayweather boxing match. And you're just like, how the like you just like kind of have to be like how did i get here it's just like you had your head down you worked and you just like kept made those good connections you were professional and just like it all piled on top of each other to get to that point you're just waiting for them to find out you'd have no clue what you're doing literally everything that i ever do i'm just like this is going to be the one where they're going to look at these photos and be like you have no clue what you're doing no i have that every time i'm emailing files to clients and hey today's today's the day that's Today's when I get the, the email back that goes, and what the gonna, hell is this? They're going to put it on Twitter and every other client that I've ever worked with is going to go, you know what? You're right. That did happen with us too. Yeah, let's go look I thought back it was at just those. Me. Wow. He uh, is garbage. Start canceling checks and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but I think I think the moral of that, of that story is uh, we think that and yet here we are. You know what I mean? Like we're both doing stuff that we really enjoy. Uh, both working for stuff that were like long-term goals uh, that now seem like not that unattainable goals. You know what I mean? So um, listen, if you would have told me when I was younger, one, I had no desire to be a photographer, period. But two, uh, you're going to make a living from taking photos. People are going to fly you around the world. I've been to countries and places I never thought I would ever go. I never thought I'd get on a plane when I was younger. We didn't have any money growing up. And now to be like married, wonderful wife, we're building a house. And like, 
I can make money taking photos. It's the most mind blowing thing in the world to me. And that's why I want to see everyone succeed like in, in any art form really. Cause I know yeah. how difficult it is because you have something in your brain that says, I have to do this. And sort of to go back to what you've said, as far as like Instagram and putting out images that like are your own artistic vision that don't do as well. Like I could sit there and I could put out Becky Lynch images, Connor images, uh, Sonia Deville images, and like, you know, uh, Mayweather images right. nonstop and just have constant flow of likes. And it'll make me feel really good about myself. Right. Right. But there's something in your head that goes, no, you have to do this. It's dishonest. Like, no, you, ha- you need to go do this. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to do this weird three multicolor light setup of someone that no one knows and I'm going to post it and no one's going to care, but I care and right. I put it out there. But like you say that like, like absolutely that's completely valid. But then you think about like that image that you put out of like Treehouse Lee, that was really cool. I guarantee there was at least, you know, a few people that were like, Oh, who's this dude? I'm going to go check right. him out and followed him in and now, uh, and like that, you know, just going solely off of, off of the Instagram, you know, type thing that we're talking about right now. Um, same, like I mentioned that Dan Housen photo that I've uh, a bunch of like one of my, one of my best friends that I've known since she was like 16. Uh, her and her husband are like peripherally into wrestling. You know, they kind of go in and out of it. He used to watch pay-per-views with me when they lived here or whatever. They're like massive Dan Housen fans now. They went to uh, some local indie cause he was there, like all this kind of stuff. Uh, and like, Though that first photo that I posted of him with his with his cape up and stuff like that, that I've had a couple people tell me, like them, my buddy John Malta, a couple people were like, I didn't know who this was, and they, they checked him out. That photo didn't do well. I can pretty much guarantee it. You know what I mean? Like on, on the internet or whatever. So like, just because... But you felt good about it. Right, right, right. Just because it matters. Right, and just because it isn't hitting the algorithm just right and like getting into like the right people's feeds and stuff doesn't make it any less valid of a photo or doesn't make you any less valid for liking that photo. I a hundred percent agree. I think it is about the art. I think it is about your vision. And I also think, you know, like a cool photo is a cool photo, like right. period. doesn't matter who's in it. I was looking at photos yesterday from the GCW show that they just did that was outdoors. Yep. I think Schlack ran over somebody with a car or whatever, yep. and looking yep. at Earl and Grasso's photos. Yep. They're incredible. And there's yeah. fireworks being shot. <laughs> yeah. and like someone's being hit with fireworks. I don't have no idea who it is, but it looks amazing. And all it did was me go, wow, that's cool. And wow, I am so jealous. I would have like, if I would have, I would have given anything to be at that show because it was so cool. Yeah, there was like the one of um, it was facade uh, blowing fire onto. I forget yes. who was wrestling. Who was he wrestling? No clue, uh, but it looked super dope. Might have been Cole Radrick. No, I don't remember who he was wrestling. Fuck, it's gonna bother me now. Whatever, I'm not gonna spend too much time on it. But uh, whoever he was wrestling is holding uh, a board covered in barbed wire to shield mm-hmm. him from um, from facade spitting a fireball at him. And that's just like, uh, you mentioned Nick Carp earlier, that photo that he took at that ICW show of um, Casanova. With, oh, it like, looks like he's in like a snow. And it, like, it just dude, looks like he's what? incredible. It looks like he's in war. And it's he's got incredible. like that cross the barbell. Yeah, insane, insane. Um, and that's, I, real quick, I know we're right, yeah, 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 yeah. way over. No, you're I just want to say, that is what I love about this community. And that is what I love is that there are wrestling photographers all over the world that are taking photos because they just love it. And that is something that I adore. And I look at all your photos and I love them. And, and I'm talking to everyone. 
in, in the community. I, I adore them, and I am also extremely jealous. Yeah. Every time someone posts a photo, same. all I say is, God, I wish I was there. Same, same. All right, well, that's a great place to end it. Ryan, where can we find you online for anybody that's not following you already? Uh, RyanLoco.com uh, or at RyanLoco on Instagram. And uh, that's about it. Twitter is just, I say the most stupid thing and I delete all my <laughs> tweets anyway, so it doesn't even matter. Instagram is where I go for, for good stuff. Yeah, follow on Instagram, check out the website. Ryan, it was awesome to see you, man. Great, talking. Was great to be here man thanks for having me i'm honored to be a part of this uh podcast uh group because you guys you've had such like awesome guests so i appreciate you dropping the ladder a little bit and stooping down nah man it's uh we're raising the bar a little bit so appreciate you man we'll talk appreciate to you soon you. later brother